When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, everybody. On this week's Apathetic Enthusiasm, we are talking about the Umbrella Academy, Astroneer, other things. I don't know. We didn't really plan in advance, but this is Apathetic Enthusiasm. Yeah, it it is. you just cut right. Just cut it right off there. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't, I didn't cut it off. I mean, that's just how long the, the song is. <laughs> oh, it's like it's our first podcast. Welcome everybody to Apathetic Enthusiasm. I'm Travis. Hey everybody, I'm Brandon, and uh, welcome, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Yeah, we're so big... glad you're here. Uh, up until about four hours ago, I don't think we had planned on making this podcast, and then we're like, you know what? Let's just. It's just Apathetic Enthusiasm. We can. We can just make it happen. That's fine. What, I mean, what are, what are, what are we really talking about here? That's other fine. Than it's it's what it's whatever. What are, what are we gonna do? We're gonna open the show. We're gonna talk over some music. We'll probably read off some social media links. Like, you yeah, can go to Apathusiast on Twitter or follow me <laughs> at Jugglemino. You're at Steve the Heb. You yeah. know, you, you could go to Facebook.com/slash Apathetic Enthusiasm Show or Instagram Apathetic underscore Enthusiasm. You do any of those things, we would just say those sorts of things off the cuff. Without even, without even planning in advance, we could we could talk about our email at apathetic enthusiasm show at gmail.com <laughs> or how our website is apathetic enthusiasm.com. Uh, I between you and me, I'd say we don't mention Patreon at all. Just don't even mention that people can, you know, <laughs> go to that virtual tip jar and just throw throw some spare change in there at yeah. patreon.com slash Rick and Morty change. Like I wouldn't even bring that up in an episode like this, but you know, maybe maybe we will later. <laughs> uh, the brilliance of, of that little segment is that you you sound you sounded a little uh, off the cuff. You sound like you're like you're like pow 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 like like with a six shooter, and then you're like reloading real quick, and then like 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 a that's a, a is that how guns sound? I don't yeah I don't. But your your eyes deceive. <laughs> yeah, as I'm looking over at our show notes <laughs> and trying to remember the links to the to the email that we've had for three years now. So, so if you're listening to this on your favorite podcast app, good news, uh, you uh, have uh, you you've been bamboozled, re- my friend. You retain, you retain the illusion <laughs> that, that Travis is. Is uh, if you are watching this, uh, I'm just so on, bad at words, man. Ah. If you're watching this on Twitch or YouTube, uh, because I might upload it later for some reason, then uh, you you know the truth. The truth is out there. Uh, I want I want I want to tell you that uh, tonight I was playing uh, like 
a really simple prank on my kids because uh-huh. we had just finished watching a movie on Apple TV and then uh, the remote was on one side of the room. My phone was on the other side of the room. So I used the Apple Watch app to mm-hmm. uh, as a remote to start messing with the Apple TV. And I'm just like doing like really random stuff. And everybody's like, what are you what are you doing? Why are you messing with the TV? And I'm like, it's not me. I don't have the remote. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what's going on. Got and, and they're like, oh, come. Okay. You have your phone then. Like, you, I know you can do it with your phone, dad. And I'm like, oh, my phone is plugged in over there. You can see it right there. I don't know how the remote is being all weird like this. <laughs> and my oldest goes, and she puts like her hands up like, and she goes, it's Illuminati. <laughs> 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 so this is our... Illuminati podcast now. This is where we talk about <laughs> conspiracy theories and things like that. Ill- Illuminati enthusiasm. <laughs> Illuminati enthusiasty. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's, that's great. Yeah. Uh, so here's something we like to do on the show. We like to look at each other, Travis and I, and say, what have you been up to? <laughs> oh, yeah. What, what have I been doing? Uh, what have I been doing? Let's see. What have I watched recently? Uh oh, uh, Umbrella Academy. I, I I worked I worked my way through that. You can't you can't say that. You can't that can't be the first thing you say and then like push it to the side because that's what we're supposed to talk about. Oh, that's like the only thing I watched, right? <laughs> oh damn it! Well, you you didn't watch. Uh, like, you don't. Ha- it doesn't have to be something you watched. I caught a very riveting episode of Grey's Anatomy recently. Okay, no, uh, not really. Did, I did, oh damn. It. So Grey's Anatomy was on TV. While I was reading the Rick and Morty versus Dungeons and Dragons trade paperback, and uh, although I read it, on, it's not a paperback. I got a hardcover because I spent extra. Yeah. Games up, so it's not really a trade. It's, it's a trade yeah. hardcover back. Uh, anyway, but do, I but was do they reading say, But that. do they call it that? But do they call it a trade paper hardback? Trade trade hardback. Trade hardback. Trade hardback. hardback. <laughs> that sounds. That's uh. That sounds like my porn name. <laughs> Which will, it won't make a lot of money because people are like, oh, God, that's not something we need to ugh, see. Ugh, ugh. Um, yeah, and I've, I've watched uh, my favorite basketball team lose a lot of games. So that's, I mean, that's pretty much what, I, what I've been doing. Yeah. You uh, know, uh, the Thunder would probably win more games if they had a player named Trade Hardback. <laughs> <laughs> they would have, they would have traded him uh, in the, the offseason. We're, we're trading Trade Hardback for... Long dick straw. <laughs> I was just thinking like James Harden was Uh-oh. a player they actually traded. So they did trade hard in. But oh, oh shoot. Yeah. Yeah. It's too close to home, Brandon. Let's not talk about it. Um, so Umbrella Academy, you watched that, right? I did. Yeah. I watched some other stuff, too, if you want to talk about those things first. Not really. Uh, so what did you think <laughs> of Umbrella Academy? And uh, for anybody that's listening, I'm sure spoilers will come up. I'm sorry in advance. Uh, well, so for those who don't know, uh, some guy from My Chemical Romance made a a a, a um, graphic novel called Umbrella Academy way back, I think in like 2011 or so. It's way, way back in the golden age of comics. Way back. 2011. For, <laughs> for all those who are listening right now who are certainly were five years old in 2011, <laughs> who that's our key demographic. Is that is that really the the genesis of this story is the dude from that band made 
Is it a single graphic novel or was it like you, you a comic you think, series? You, you think I'm making this up, Travis? Yeah, I do, Brandon. I don't know. I, did you? Do you have the Wikipedia page open? Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, well, while, while you, while you, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll just say this. Uh, yes, it's it's true. Uh, Gerard Way from My Chemical Romance, uh, who uh, let's see if there there's a there's an article over on Loudwire.com, and it's it talks about how him being in My Chemical Romance helped him create the story of umbrella academy mm. it says being in a band is like being in a dysfunctional family and all these personalities are really distinct and really big not just the people in your band but the people you meet on the road or the crew actually he said it's the rolling stone loudwire just stole it um mm. okay with that in credit, mind credit where credit is due <laughs> i'm citing a source who's citing another source that's just like all great college papers well, as you can tell, I was a huge fan of the graphic novel and couldn't wait for this <laughs> this series to come out. Yeah, I I didn't I didn't know anything about it really uh, until it was already out on Netflix and decided to check uh, it out. I it looked comic booky, and yeah. sure enough, it was. Well, I want to I want to go back to to my origin story of this of this show. Uh, Kevin, oh, so lucid, so lucid. When when he had, when he and I worked together uh, in 2012 ish, 2010 to 11 to 12 ish, we he gave me a couple graphic novels to read. One was Lock and Key, which which I really enjoyed, and then the other was Umbrella Academy, which I didn't read, <laughs> but I gave back to him. Um, and but so did you tell him you read it when you gave it back to him? Oh, uh, Kevin will have to <laughs> follow up on that question. Cause We're gonna I have to fact check that one. It's possible. It's possible. I might've been like, Oh yeah, I just really liked the artwork in that one. Ugh. Ugh. Um, so when I heard that umbrella Academy was coming to Netflix, I said, Oh, Hey Kevin, check it out. The graphic novel that you gave me to read that one time that we both mutually enjoyed so much. <laughs> um, and so I was, I was, I was, uh, I was a little excited. I'm like, okay, cool. Let's, let's check it out. Uh, I, with Chelsea, we binged it over a weekend and, um, I said, you should watch it. It was pretty good. What are your, what are your, what are your thoughts on, on it? I thought it was pretty good. Um, I, this is, this is a show that, (laughs) and moving on, uh, that's our show, everybody. Thanks for listening. Uh, I watched the first episode by myself Mm -hmm. and then thought, I should ask if Sheena wants to watch this because if I get too deep into this series by myself, I'm going to have to rewatch a lot of episodes uh, when she finds out, oh, you were watching that without me. Now I want to watch it. Uh, so I watched the first one and then she started watching it with me. We did not binge watch it over a weekend. It took us a few weeks to get through because I went uh, out of town for a week. and Out of town. Out of town, out of, town, out of, town, out of mind. Out of town. Out of town, out of, out of mind, out of Netflix, out of bandwidth. <laughs> Um, so, uh, it took us a little bit longer to get through it, but, uh, mostly that was due to, I don't know, I'm not saying which of us it was, but one of us kept falling asleep in the middle of episodes. One of us would regularly say, yeah, let's watch one more and then fall asleep in the first 10 minutes. <laughs> and I'm not saying who it was. It could be either one of us, uh, but it did take us a little bit longer to get through. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was good. I liked if you're I listening the- to this show. Let me just say, <laughs> if you think it was Travis, send us a, send us a tweet with hashtag Travis sleeps. <laughs> if you think it's his wife Sheena, similarly 
hashtag Sheena sleeps. Send it to at Apathusias on Twitter. I and, if we get a I'll, single if we get a single hashtag <laughs> that will that bit will have been worth it. I will um, be surprised, but I will <laughs> I will award you with a shout out on the next episode. There you go. There you go. What more can you ask for? Uh, I liked th- I liked the characters for the most part. I thought that their powers were relatively unique. Um, there were some some interesting, you know, uses for for their powers and the family dynamics really added a lot. I think to the story. There there were a lot of things in it that felt. Uh, unnecessary or or over the top where i didn't i didn't like okay so what is it like a hundred kids or something are all born spontaneously at the same time all across the world yeah and this rich billionaire gets seven of them but they're the only seven that end up with powers like uh that is that 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 is a solid solid question i don't know the answer to that one uh to to be honest with you right because he he only got he only got seven of them i mean so there has to be there has to be more out there which i think is a good premise if you have seven of them that work together because they have these powers that they've discovered and they've they've cultivated and then you have the option at this point for like 93 other villains if you make it not a graphic novel but if you make it a long series you have all these other people that could potentially have powers right that you could then encounter in various adventures but uh so so but that never really seems to come up again and then there's this other there, there, there's talk that, of- that 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 part about like the uh the 93 other people out there that that's like a you know, it's a very like heroes esque thing. Sure. Uh, yeah. Um, a very uh, there used to be a, the show called the Forty Four Hundred. Uh, on I forget what channel it was USA, and it was like about all these people like went missing and then they came. Oh out and yeah, yeah, and then like don't they like all reappear all of a sudden or something? Yeah, like yeah, that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but uh, so so uh, I'm wondering. I guess as as far as the story goes, that that was kind of not necessary uh, because but, really the, the key of the story is that this family, this dysfunctional family, is uh, working to stop the apocalypse from happening. Yeah. So if you're worried about how, those other characters, then it, you're kind of like bogging down or muddying up the the storyline. How far into the ten episode season did did you know what the uh, cause of the apocalypse was? Um, did, did I know for certain what the cause of it was or, or you had I, a, you had a real gut feeling, uh, episode one. Yeah. 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 You, you too. Uh, it was, it was within the first five, uh, I'm pretty sure. So yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I was that bold, uh, in episode yeah. one, but yeah. It, right. And, and, and I don't, and I don't want to, we, we can't, we're not going to spoil anything. Um, you should, you should watch it. It's, it's a good good uh show um but what i will say is just the way if you know anything about stories like writing stories and efficiency of storytelling then you know that the things that are introduced are should 
have a part in the the end, right? If they introduce two two concepts, an apocalypse and uh, these other things, then eventually those those things should tie together, right? Yeah, you would think so. Um, which leads me to this organization that exists in the show, <laughs> yeah, whose whose entire uh, mission is to ensure that time continues on the correct trajectory. They're these time cops basically that are continually yeah. trying to fix history to make sure whatever is supposed to happen will happen. They, they work for an or the, these, uh, the people, the commission, I think is what they, they call yeah, it. I, I don't know what they are. They're, they're a huge plot hole for me. Like I don't, for starters, their whole argument is that they're trying to make sure history happens the way it's supposed to happen, but they keep meddling with things. So what is the correct answer? And then there's all this like convoluted, like, oh, there's a formula involved, or there's this, and da 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 da. And then there's like secretaries that are writing on typewriters that I don't like there's a whole thing about it, and then at I could have probably done without that because I don't know exactly what that added to the story for me. Yeah, I'm, I, like there were some interesting elements and things where you're like, oh, that's a cool thing. That's a that's a neat like. Oh, he became like was it five? Five became part of this organization, and he's responsible for this death or this death or whatever. Like those those were like cool to like oh gotcha moments. But yeah. at in the end, I was just like. I don't know what it really did to the core story for me. It was a really awkward B plot in my opinion. Yeah, I, I, I can, I can get behind the sentiment on that. Um, I, I do, I do like the, the two agents that were, uh, sent by the commission to basically ensure that the apocalypse happens. Uh, Hazel yeah. and Chacha, Cha-cha. <laughs> one, but played by Mary J. Blige. And the other played by a certain uh, Cameron Britton, okay, who plays yeah. who plays Hazel. Uh, but there's there's something about the way Hazel uh, talked. It was like the the his how his how words come out of his mouth. Obviously, <laughs> is, that's talking. Yeah, that's uh, the fundamentals of talking. I was in, is intrigued by just the way. That's he, the name of our new podcast, by the way. The fundamentals the fun- of talking. Oh, that's a good name for a podcast. He just talked like this. He just kind of had this. Listen, this, Cha-Cha, I'm just... This, my this way really of saying things that really established the type of character he was. I don't know if that's a good enough impression. No, uh, it's not. Uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, you, last, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> the last question I, I, I want to bring up about Umbrella Academy is... Uh, this is a Netflix series. It did not... It was made for Netflix. Uh, at least I believe it was. Uh, and there's one season, 10 episodes. It And the way that the 10 episodes end, uh, would you like to see a second season? Are you happy with the way it ended? Would you be frustrated if there wasn't a second season? Where, where do you stand uh, on this? Yeah, I'm... Hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull I'm gonna invoke Stranger Things for a, for a brief moment. Okay. Stranger Things was a good show throughout, and I didn't have any 
issues with it whatsoever. And then it ended, and there's like a little cliffhanger. And then we talked about this on an episode of Apathetic Enthusiasm. Check it out. Uh, and we, we we talked about it, and I we talked about like oh, what, a second season what would be good for a second season, and like would it be good here? Would it be good to end here? And and Stranger Things, uh, I I said at the time, and I still think it would have been great if it had if one season done. It was a self contained story. It just it was it was perfect. Uh, Umbrella Academy, I did have issues with periodically, um, but I would say that it is a good enough way to say. Yeah, let's end it here. This is a good place to end it. Um, I, I, I enjoyed it. I had I had a fun ride, but this is good enough. They they established that they're they're brothers and sisters. They're all effed up, but they're gonna work through their issues together. I I, be, I believe if they made a second season, they it couldn't be the same type of show. Uh, yeah, and you couldn't necessarily. For them to do it right and pursue the story the way I feel like they should, I you wouldn't be using the same actors necessarily or in the same storyline. It, it it would be very different. So I feel like if they continued to pursue the show, the tone or the the types of episodes they would do would probably need to be a lot different. I mean, I think they could try if they tried to do the same thing they did in season one. I feel like it wouldn't it wouldn't feel different enough and it would just feel like they're rehashing what they went through the first time. So yeah. in terms of this being like a 10 hour movie, one, it's probably too long if it's a movie, <laughs> <laughs> but two, I, I think I need sitting through glory for that long. Okay. <laughs> Actually, I think glory is like three hours, but no. I, I think, I think you could end it and leave the outcome up to the imagination and up to the, uh, choices of the viewer of how they would have worked through the problems that they have and then how they resolve them uh, in the, in the next chapter of their lives. So yeah, I, don't know. I, I think, uh, I think know, I'm okay with it being done. Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. Uh, and I'll compare it to stranger things again, because that's the, the, the most recent thing that I compared it to stranger things. I was like, I would enjoy seeing more of it. I'm good with seeing more of it. But this is a perfect way to end. It just this is a good self-contained, non-serialized story. Done. Yeah. Move move on. Uh, Umbrella Academy is that yeah, was good enough. I enjoyed it. This is good enough. I'm not interested in seeing more. I just liked it. That's <laughs> just, just no like no. It. I just liked it. Please write more. <laughs> you come to my house. You shit on my screenplay. Um, yeah, I just think our stories should start where they start. <laughs> that's a perfect way of of describing time travel stories um I, i'm gonna ask a time travel question here in a second but uh, i mean over, overall would you recommend the show to, to somebody to watch and yeah yeah um yeah i would okay and yeah uh, what what's I, I know you had issues with it i i keep alluding to issues was the but it was it was, was never it any Side plot stuff, the the main issue? Some of it, like, I didn't have major issues per se. I There were times where I, I wish they would have gotten more engaged with a certain character or it moves. It, it, this show takes its time on certain things. And I, that's fine. I don't think everything needs to be rushed per se. And there are some great moments in this show where... 
it it allows the space for the show to kind of develop and the characters to kind of show their personality and there's there's the scene i think it's like the very first episode where um number one puts on a record and all of the siblings are in different rooms but they oh, can yeah. all hear the music and they're all like start dancing and there's just like they're dancing in their own different like styles and like to their own kind of beat but beat of like, their own drum but they're all still dancing <laughs> and so it's sort of this weird like they're all in the same family and they all are part of this dance but they have all they're all very separated and they all they all have to kind of come together throughout the the course of the show and i don't know i there were there were some subplots and things where i was just like all right yeah that's a that's a weird way for this to go it makes sense <laughs> in terms of like a graphic novel in my head where like oh here's or like even as a comic series which i i i assumed it was a comic series um having zero information about the background Man. but if you have a single issue <laughs> if you have a single issue about one of the characters or one of the characters backstories or or some adventure that they went on it 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 totally makes sense in that context um and and not all of that information is going to be valuable to the overall story but it does help to flesh out their individual personalities and and this the show definitely takes the time to do that yeah i mean it's no lost as far as character based storytelling but I mean, but what is what is what is, right? what is. Right? Right? you're right you're right you're right uh well, one of the things i had with it i talked to kevin about it and it's i i don't know if it was an issue i had with the actors or if i had an issue with the characters there were there were certain times where I'm like this character this or this actor maybe they're a bad actor or it's a bad character why are they doing what they're doing why are mm -hmm. they not reacting a certain way yeah. um it does it doesn't make sense why are they pushing is it bad direction there there are certain scenes where I'm like ah, this is, is it bad writing yeah we're bad what? writing what is the problem here but there is something not right <laughs> <laughs> yes, 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 yes. There, there were a handful of of scenes like that, and those those were the issues that I I really had, where I'm like this is this is a little contrived. It felt contrived in certain times. Yeah, in terms of taking its time, there's a point, and we've alluded that there's time travel aspects of the show. Uh, there's a point where they go back and sort of replay the back. same the same day over again with with slight changes and different perspectives. But there was a point where Sheena legitimately was like, why are we watching this part again? Like, why is this happening oh. again? <laughs> and that's a good point from Sheena. There's there are times where it's it's almost it's it's not it's not shot for shot. And they they definitely do show different angles and different perspectives of of the same scenes in that replay. Mm -hmm. But at times it is very subtle. And if you're not really paying attention, it's like I feel like they're just showing the same thing over again. Uh, so, I mean, it is something where you have to pick up on those smaller cues. But anyway. Uh, but I, overall, I, I, I too would recommend it o overall. Uh, I did recommend it to, to people. I enjoyed it. I think it was good. I don't need another, but I will watch another probably when it comes out. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah. So 
and I know you feel the same same way based off our conversation. Now I'll ask a time travel question, Travis. In what other movies are there time police? Or 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 what's your favorite time police story? Time police? Yeah, like uh, like a what's your favorite time travel story? We've talked about this before with Primer, I'm sure. <sighs> favorite time travel story. Uh or movie or show or song. You <laughs> You really put me on the spot here. Um Back there, to the Future is pretty solid. Oh yeah, <laughs> um, that is a that is a movie. <laughs> I mean, Back to the Future is good. Uh specifically the first one. Um I mean, why does that have to be ter- the first one? I I I really prefer. I think the first Back to the Future is one of my <gasps> preferred Back to the Future movies. Huh. Um. Yeah. It. I mean, not when I was a kid. Obviously, Back to the Future Two was, but um. I guess, I guess I I guess I have to watch Back to the Future Two again to to see if 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 my opinions changed on it. Too much of it is kind of come to pass. So. I'm, uh. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I, Terminator. There's, oh, I mean, oh yeah, it's yeah. that's a pretty solid time travel tale. So, uh, by by the way, a yeah. shout out to Kevin again. I uh, shouting that's out his so, third shout so, out this episode. So Somebody else needs to talk to us on uh, a regular. Well, he's he's in Discord, so go to our Discord. Um, yeah. and, uh, I just want to say Discord. We should say he's com- he's completely wrong. Kevin is completely wrong. Uh, Terminator, the first Terminator is is a better is is the better movie because Terminator Two relies so much on callbacks to to highlight and and really rise above its source material. So without the original Terminator, all those things that you really really love in Terminator Two, you wouldn't have loved them as much. Okay, uh, I I want I want to apologize to anybody watching this on video when I'm opening Discord over our uh, over <laughs> our video, so you're just seeing Discord channels over my face. Awesome. Uh, okay, we're, we're we're crushing it in this episode. Let, let me let me tell let me tell you let me tell you a, a time travel story real real quick, and it's about a time police. Let me just let me just tell you here's the here's the quick plot of it. Isn't there a movie called Time Cop? Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, Jean Claude Van Damme. That's not what I want to talk about. I want to talk about a a Heinlein short story. Uh, Robert A. Heinlein short story called "All You Zombies." And here here's the plot as uh, written in Wikipedia. It chronicles a young man, uh, later revealed to be intersex, taken back in time and tricked into impregnating his younger female self before he underwent sexual reassignment surgery. He thus turns out to be the offspring of that union, with a paradoxical result that he is his own mother and father. As the story unfolds, all the major characters are revealed to be the same person at different different stages of his, her life. Uh, it was turned into a movie in like 2014 called Predestination. I've, I've never seen the movie, but it is an extraordinarily interesting story. Um, and it's like a well thought out and written to mi- to have the story make sense. It's it's crazy. All you zombies. What's what's the one with Bruce Willis where he's in the field with like the shotgun? Uh, Die Hard. Yeah, <laughs> that that's the one. <laughs> no, there's a Bruce Willis time travel movie that was. I know, and uh, jo- Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah, yeah, he's in that too. Who he had like makeup to look like an old Bruce or a young Bruce Willis. I vaguely, I vaguely remember thinking that movie was interesting. Yeah, but this whole Looper. 
Looper. Looper. Looper. What would you say the movie was called of the story you just told? I think it's called Predestination. Predestination. Yeah. So that messes my brain so much. And I am not particularly fond of like the multiple timelines sort of interacting with your your own self type stuff uh, in time travel. Yeah. So that just that just wrecks wrecks my brain. No, I, it it makes perfect sense because he's part of a time police uh, organization, and that's he has to ensure that he is born in a certain way to take him outside of time. That's so weird, but okay, <laughs> I'll accept um, it. All right, well, okay. There, <laughs> Uh, okay. from that, moving on moving on uh <laughs> other topics that we were going to talk about uh i don't remember uh let's talk about gaming let's talk about uh where we've been playing some video games lately uh but before we talk about specific games there was an announcement by google today at the uh gdc uh conference uh and that is about their new platform their new application called stadia uh, brandon oh, stadia stadia so uh the premise behind the name is that great great events in gaming uh throughout history have taken place in stadiums and we are witness we are witnessing i i, I was i was half paying attention at this part because <laughs> you're yeah. at work and you're trying to solve real world problems. no i was like i was like heating up some chicken at home and like it was hot and i was like <laughs> But then, like, also Real listening to the key, key, keynote uh, on uh, uh, in my periphery. Uh, so it's something about like the next, you know, big movement in gaming is going to happen in the stadium, Stadia. Uh, so for those of you that haven't been didn't watch the keynote or not keeping up with the news on it, Google is jumping uh, into the deep end with feet first with Stadia, which is going to combine a development platform space with an actual streaming gaming space uh, that also ties in YouTube as a uh, broad gaming game broadcasting element. So uh, the, the first part for developers is that they are opening up their data centers and all of this bandwidth uh, to developers to have additional resources for building uh, really exciting games that then they are not reliant on local hardware to develop, but they, they can use the uh, cloud Google's platform, the cloud to to build these games. Uh, and then the games will exist out on that cloud, which is going to cloud. S- supposedly uh, help with like latency and and the way games interact with each other because all all the games will exist in the same data structure. <laughs> Reminds me of uh, Teen Titans Go to the movies when they say slay. <laughs> all right. Oh, was oh I was thinking I was thinking of the Sandlot when they say forever. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the really cool thing about this is because games are streamed to you you can play them on virtually any device. So the example that they showed is Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which they had a test of a few months ago. And you could pretty much open any Chrome browser and play the game 
on the device. So whether that was on your desktop or on a phone, they sh they showed it. They showed in their demo them going from a desktop like browser and not like not like a, a gaming laptop. This was like a Chromebook type level PC. And then he picks it up and goes right to his phone and continues playing and then goes to like another desktop to a tablet and then to a TV that just has a Chromecast hooked up to it. So no consoles, no hardware. The only hardware that they're coming out with is a controller mm -hmm. that is designed for use with Stadia. So I mean, it really looks like a simplified cross between an Xbox controller and a PlayStation controller. At, at, at this point in our, in our gaming lives, all controllers are essentially the same. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the only two proprietary buttons on here is a Google Assistant button and a Capture button that will allow you to immediately start streaming to YouTube or things like that. And then the connectivity of the controller is Wi-Fi. So it does not connect to the device that you're playing the game on. It connects directly to your Wi-Fi, directly to the game, and knows which device you're trying to play on so that you can seamlessly switch devices uh, and still use the same controller. Uh, and it, it will, it, it's, it's almost tied more directly to the game than it is whatever device or, or monitor you're trying to watch or play mm. on. So uh, there's a bunch of other really cool stuff that they're doing. Uh, a lot of it is for streamers. So if you want to stream through YouTube, they are adding stuff where you can have your audience play with you and you can actually like build a queue of viewers who want to kind of jump into a match with you and you can pl play with your audience so you can create better engagement with the people that you're that are watching you great yeah the, yeah that's why i want a queue of people who are going to destroy me <laughs> that thing we should that's what we, we should set it up we should just who wants to beat me at this game and and let's watch the youtube money start flowing in show me how much better you are a show by brandon and travis <laughs> uh there's a there's a cool thing they're doing called save state where instead of just saving a game or saving like a video of a game that you're playing, you can actually save a game and share it out. And all of your inventory and progress and your exact position in the game and everything is saved to the state file that can then be shot out as a link. And any person can click the link and then play the game in the exact like spot you were in. So instead of ex just explaining to a person, oh, I was in this really cool place or it was a crazy situation. I had all these enemies around me. You could actually share that experience with other people and allow them to to try it out and see how they would, uh, you know, react in that situation. Yeah, so, I mean, a lot of cool features. That's cool. Uh, it's supposed it's supposed to stream uh, 4K at 60 frames per second, which a lot of I know I know some of the people I play shooters with are going to be like 60 FPS. Get out of here! I'm not I'm not not about that noise. Gotta um, be, but gotta be twitchier. It's a, it's a, it's a cool idea. It has potential to have huge impacts in the gaming industry, and it's a, it's apparently going to be available this year. So, oh, any well, any initial thoughts, Brandon? Now that I've kind of 
laid the you 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 fire hosed me with that information i it's like i drank from the fire hose i just feel fire hosed (laughs) right yeah uh no tell anyone i ever fire hosed you brandon (laughs) uh uh we want to report an assault Uh, the, the main, the main thing really when it comes down to it is I love a gaming platform that is based off of the strength of my Wi-Fi. Bow, bow, bow. Uh, I mean, uh, that's, 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 that's really, it is. Uh, I think they're like little catchphrases. Every, anyone can play. And then, you know, the parentheses asterisk needs to be so long as your internet can support it. Yeah. Cause I mean, cause, cause yeah. You and I, we do a podcast and we look at each other on video and I glitch all the time and you're recording me glitching all the time and you're glitch, you glitch, right? And how do you expect to play, uh, you know, a shooter when all of a sudden it's like, "Eh, oh, I'm dead. Apex. Apex Legends. The the argument against that is we're playing multiplayer games all the time so what now most of the load is happening locally as far as the game running and things like that and it's just sending some sort of information back to the servers to let the servers know what our position is in the game or things like that but i'm wondering if you if you turn that and have the servers doing most of the load and we're only sending minimal information back as far as what our inputs are to the game. How, like how, how significant is that traffic going to be? Yeah. And how big of a load is that really going to be on your, on your internet? I, I, and, and this is purely speculation. I'm definitely not, a network I mean, it, expert so it, it's, I, it's it's client side versus server side right like if you're the, the classic argument in the- <laughs> shut up uh, it's when you have a machine and you it's it's processing it's doing all the processing and then it's buffering your commands and then it's uh even if it's even if it's you know there's lag you're still shooting forward uh it, it's Instead, you're you're sending the commands over Wi-Fi to a server, right? The the, the cloud. Ar- arguably, you're going to be using Wi-Fi, unless you use a wired connection. Sure. Yeah. Right. Which but- which 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 realistically, serious gamers are probably going to still lean towards a wired connection if they're playing some sort of twitchy shooter or something. Like right. That. Re- regardless, the the uh the the buttons you press are going to the cloud first. And then it's processing sure. the commands in the cloud. So, yeah. so uh, where if I, I don't know, uh, I'm not saying it's it's a bad thing, but um, you, if if you if there are single player experiences, and you don't have you don't want to rely on an internet connection, uh, just just how people used uh, when the Xbox One was first announced, that everyone was bitching about like always I was, on i was thinking about the exact same thing always on when, when that xbox one came out and everybody's like oh, i don't have the internet i can't play that's losers i'm not no, doing that i'm not doing that just lost the console war <laughs> um but uh, yeah uh, yeah i mean I, i'm i'm interested to see what they do how they do it 
and uh, when they do it and see if it is successful. Maybe maybe it'll be successful like the next Google Glass. So we'll see. Yeah, uh, the, the, my real curiosity here is price. There was nothing in the keynote that talked about price. Google like subscription is is it? I don't know. I, because. There's there's two conventional price models we can we can talk about. Obviously, there's the subscription model where you pay to access Stadia and then you have access to content. Or there is the traditional pay for content <laughs> model, right? And then Stadia is the platform, so it's basically Steam, but you, everything runs on Steam instead of your computer. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Which, speaking of Steam, we should give them their their time in the sun. They recently announced that the Steam Link uh, has a brand new feature. The that's right, the Steam Link, the device that they were literally giving away with games <laughs> to try and get rid of, uh, and then have since discontinued, uh, is now capable, uh, or is at least in beta stage now, and will be capable of streaming games from your computer to anywhere that has an internet connection. So mm -hmm, previously mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. could only use it within the same network. Uh, I have a couple of them because of the situation I mentioned earlier. And, uh, and I can play games from my computer downstairs on my TV upstairs. And most of the time it works. Okay. The thing that they're rolling out, I could take just that steam link with me to the other side of the country and assuming I have my computer set up the right way at home, I should be able to stream my games to that location using the stream link. Uh, you don't necessarily need a stream link. There's also software to do this with a raspberry Pi, And <laughs> I think there is an Android app <laughs> that will allow you to do it as well. Android. <laughs> a Apple has not yet opened up the app app store. That's right. Uh, for they the don't, Steam app. They don't like steam. They probably won't. Or if we're just being or, real, they or Java, won't. they're they're like they're like the PlayStation, they're like the Sony <laughs> of the Steam world. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right. Yeah. Uh, I Steam is is trying. They're trying to catch up to Google. I guess uh, that's kind of what it seems like. Um, Which is weird because when you think about games, the first thing that comes to mind with me is Steam. I wouldn't think Google right off the bat, but Google's yeah. trying to change that. I know, wouldn't. I wouldn't think uh, YouTube right off the bat either. I wouldn't think of Google, uh, or sorry, YouTube for a lot of things. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, so the the last thing I want to say, uh, not about that. I, I look forward to that. I'll, I'm interested to see how that turns out. Is a real quick update for Astroneer. Real quick. Yeah. We talked about that. We keep coming back to. <laughs> uh, we we came back to it. Uh, I last time we talked i had built a badass rover with a bunch of trailers and then it fell through the world and i said screw this game i'm done with not it not playing it again not playing yeah. it again until it's officially released it's officially released and we played it we had fun it's complicated and we might be done with it already i'm not done with it but it's one of those games that i it's for it's a good single player experience for me uh -huh. And much in the same way I used to burn hours upon hours in Minecraft. But this does have a multiplayer aspect to it as well. The weird thing about the way we've been playing it is we have not been playing multiplayer. 
we will legitimately hop in Discord and talk to each other as each of us are playing independently of each other in different worlds when we could literally just join each other's world. And I think that's due to the asynchronous way that we started our games. Yeah. And then Ooh, we didn't start asynchronous. Here's here's what here's what happened. Uh, we st- we started when we we loaded it back up. You and I both started playing. We're in the same server, and then and then you were just you pick things up so much quicker than I do, and so then you were like you were like loading stuff up, and I was just like, let me just dig straight down for three days. Um, so then we we stopped playing, and uh, you, you know you didn't have a server up. And so I was like, well, let me let me figure out all these things on my own. And then I, you know, went to Steam and I looked up little strategies, whatever, blah, 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 blah. And then so when you came back, I was like, I'm super advanced now. (laughs) Yeah. You had like rockets to other planets and stuff. And I was like, I can't find lithium. I don't have any batteries. Yeah. And I'm like, uh here's what you do okay first you need to buy a medium shuttle which i which is not the right thing first it's not to, right at all i couldn't buy, do anything with that medium shuttle <laughs> you need to buy a small shuttle then you got to travel to the moon that's where you're going to find your iron ore uh once you're there then you come you know <laughs> yeah and really that took like 70 hours of me researching <laughs> But it's, um, and and that's good. the other thing is it is it is out in full release. If you've never played Astroneer, I I do highly recommend this game. I I've I have enjoyed it every time I've loaded it up. Uh, but there are not persistent servers available right now. So if you mm-hmm. want to create a game with your friends, somebody's either got to leave the game running just constantly on their computer, or I don't know. Do something smarter than that. Set up your own <laughs> server or something. I'm yeah. sure there's a way you could do that. I, I think that that's the next step for it, right? Is uh, it's a game I would enjoy more with with you, but if there's a dedicated server that I don't have to keep running my laptop or you keep running your desktop, right? Yeah, yeah. I think, and I mean, I ran a, a home Minecraft server for like a year and a half, um, and that computer basically never turned off. And when it did, inadvertently. I got text messages and calls from my friends being like, yo, <laughs> like, why is the world down? Oh my and, gosh, yeah. my cows are running amok. I'm at the zoo with my kids. Do <laughs> Go outside for an hour, nerd. I'll, I'll, I'll boot <laughs> Minecraft up when I get home. Uh, uh, yeah, those are real conversations I had. Those are real. Uh, so, I don't know, Astroneer's a lot of fun. It is out, uh, full release. Still recommend uh, it. And, and they're still updating it. They're still continuing to work on it. It's not like they've cut ties on it so also skate at city skylines which uh people are much better at me <laughs> than me at uh also factorio which i got my my buddy at work to uh he doesn't have a computer but he watched like 29 hours of let's play of factorio <laughs> of factorio such a great game um and a quick uh it's before we go it's basically i tell the game uh for any it people okay. uh apex legends we talked about that at length previously Huge new update today. The battle pass is here. Oh, you can buy a battle pass. I think it's like nine fifty or something like that. Uh, so you can unlock new skins and that kind of stuff. Season one is live now, and there is a new character oh. uh, that was also announced. So Metal Legs says, Welcome to the Wild Frontier, new legend uh, Octane. Octane is the new legend that you can get. And I think that jump pad that they had thrown into, I think that is part of his kit. I think that's like so, his, his ultimate or maybe. Yeah. 
Okay. Yep. Uh, well, so yeah, so you can go get news. a season one battle pass right now uh, over on Apex Legends. Thanks for that update, Travis. You're you're so good at you're so good at updating. You know this. I want to I want to say this before we before we head out uh, and and heading out is what I needed to do. Uh, I want to say this. Uh, when we started this podcast, we fancied ourselves a tech, pop culture, and movies type show. And guess what? We got a little bit of all of that in this episode. Sure and did. so I want to I want to throw back to episode one when our sights were high, our quality was low, and it was just just the two of us. And now not much has changed. <laughs> uh, thanks everybody for listening. If you enjoy this show, please head over to Apple Podcasts, uh, rate review the show. It uh, helps people find it. Helps people know that you enjoy the show. It helps us know you enjoy the show. Yeah. Uh, share the show with someone that you like. Love. Uh, let them know that you enjoy it. Love. Let them listen to years of old Love. technology <laughs> news uh, on our podcast or reviews of old movies. And uh, yeah, we played a bunch. Of, we started a new D and D campaign this week, so we uh, we're not going to talk about it at length on this episode. But stay tuned. We will definitely be talking about D and D. Coming up very soon. Uh, I'm excited. It went well. I, yeah. I went old lazy dungeon master on you guys, and I think it paid off. <laughs> yeah, and and I went I went crappy Matt Berry impression for you guys. <laughs> and you two were buddies, <laughs> weren't you? Me and my buddies. Were... <laughs> Uh, all right, everybody. That is our show. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, I'm, I'm Travis. He's Brandon. Oh, I'm Brandon. I'm Travis. Okay. Yeah. Later. Bye. This thing, this thing will fade out eventually. Not fade out. It will just stop. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.